What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, hello. Back in the studio with my hubby and my sis. Hi. How we doing, guys? Caffeined up. This was on coffee number two of the day. I know, right? Same here. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I'm actually excited for tonight. I'm not going to lie. After this, we're heading to uh, our friend Hannah's place. Yeah. Well, actually, and she's hosting us for our second murder mystery. And just for everyone listening and everyone at home, Courtney came with us to the first time we did this. And obviously, it was the first time. It was great, but Courtney crushed it, and me and Sheena got eliminated, and we're you know we're looking for redemption tonight. Yeah, you and I worked together a bit though. We Sheena did. was in like a different bracket, so there were yeah. so many people there. So, so many. Me and Brock were in the same murder mystery universe. Uh huh. Yeah, I made it all the way till the end, and then it was two a.m. So we just didn't. I vote. know. Yeah, we left. We, uh, we were like, all right, I'm, we're done. We played. We, what was it? we Sudoku? Sudoku. Sudoku. Oh, I don't know. my team killed it at Sudoku. That's like my go-to airplane game yeah so if like the wi-fi sucks you can't do anything i all i do is level up in sudoku huh. so cool. we spoke about us last time why do you not have when are you going to apply for big brother oh yeah well i'm seating it tonight there's a ton of big brother cast there um, yeah i am hoping for next season if there's any big brother casting agents listening to this please put me on season 26 yes um still looking forward to watch this summer but i'm really hoping that season 25 is a returnee season like a battle of the best yeah second chances so i'll let them have a go at that and then yeah catch me hopefully on 26 i've never applied this is all hypothetical but it's gonna happen it feels it feels right yeah what's, so what's the application process how do you do that I don't know. Is it just you go on the casting online? Because I wanted to apply for Survivor for a period of time. And I think I'm just going to apply. It's a lot of video. It's a lot of like Which video. Gets me yeah, intru- remember, honey, when you were trying to do your circle audition and it was like 15 times. He was so frustrated. <laughs> I did. When I applied for Fear Factor, we had like a full edited vlog with like transitions and photos popping up. It was like a lot went into the application process, which I'm sure a lot of people just sit in front of their laptop and they're like, 
Hi, yeah. I'm Brock. I'm from Australia. I did that and I still struggled. Yeah. So that's the I problem. I was like, honey, here's what you need to say. Oh, and she hops, Sheena hops in the chair and she goes, my name's Brock, goes through the hit list. Well, it's also kind of what I do for a living. You know, when we have to go into Vanderpump interviews and we sit in the confessional, like that's just kind of what we do. We have to rehash. We got to do sound bites. Can you, can you give for the listeners and all that, even for me, like advice, because how do you have that conversation? Because you know that, that, that you're speaking to your producer, your showrunner, your, and they want you to talk. For me, I find it very hard because I know that it's not. But do you put yourself in that position, or how do you get yourself to just free flow and just like re reenact, not reenact, but recreate that emotion that you had during that argument, which was six weeks ago? I mean, honestly, every situation is different. It depends on what specifically we're talking about. Sometimes you can get like re-fired up when you're sitting in there doing interviews because you're like, oh, I forgot about that. But I mean, that's that's our job, you know? Yeah. So it just depends. I mean, sometimes it is easy to just bring that emotion back when you're talking about something. And then just, I don't know, just, I cry almost every day. And not because I'm sad, but there's just like happy tears or there's there's some tears I think that come out of my eyes every I day. feel like I'll get over things but let's say like you know when you maybe don't like someone you kind of forget why you don't like them and then someone brings yes. it up and said hey remember when this person did that to you and then you're like oh my oh, god I'm mad all over again I forgot that's what <laughs> they did so I'm sure that would be easy to bring those emotions back that literally happened to me yesterday morning I get tagged in a tweet of all of these past fights I've been in with a certain cast member. And I was just like, I forgot about that. I forgot about that because <laughs> I just know I don't like you anymore. That's it's enough. We don't fuck with each other. We don't other. need to remember reasons. No, I'm not going to just rattle off. Well, one time you did this and then you did this and you did it. It's just like, we just don't like each other. End of story. Mm -hmm. We don't need a million reasons for it. And I feel like all our friends can keep track of that enough. At least yeah. my friends will be like, oh, you don't like her because she did that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad you remember that because I yeah. did it. <laughs> no, and then just in like conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah. And then she did that. And, you know, things just get brought back up that I forgot about because I just don't care. Mm -mm. It doesn't so, really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't. So Should that's we get into some questions? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> that, for... Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, that answered my question. Thanks yeah. for the help, honey. Yep, you awesome. know, I mean, it's been only three weeks we've been on air and it is just craziness everywhere, all over social media. I mean, the ratings are fantastic. I'm going to New York on Monday. I'm doing Watch What Happens Live Yay. next week. Tomorrow night, we are doing a live podcast for the Shopify event that Lala, Christina, Kelly, and I are doing. And if there are any spots left, I would recommend RSVPing now because last I heard, I think they might be full every night. Yeah. yeah, but I'm so excited to do that this weekend. New York next week. Yeah, lot, yeah lots you, of how, shenanigans. How are you feeling, honey? Week three. Obviously, there's a lot going on in this week's episode. A lot. A lot. It kind of sets up for the season, but how are you enjoying watching it this time around? I mean, I just have to remind myself where I'm at today, that I'm happy and content in my life today, and I can't let these past things affect me because yeah. I feel like when I watched this week's episode, I was like, oof, okay. My heart, that, rate, that, my heart rate ran up. Yeah. I was getting frustrated. No, my heart rate ran up and I have my Fitbit 
And I looked down at it. I was like, this can't be good for my, like, my heart's going no. up. I looked down and I was at like 91 beats per minute. And I'm just stressing over just watching the show. And I'm just like, this is not fun. No, <laughs> right now. it's just because like some people are just so vile to say that you want to see someone's world crash and burn and that you would mm. smile is disgusting yeah and i liked how you didn't even really engage during that conversation because you know when you hear something about you that just just doesn't it's not like mm -hmm. you even feel slightly defensive or yeah. guilty. you just it's not true there's no even reason to get no. defensive in response so <laughs> like, i like I'm that the troll. i think, I think honestly like, more, okay. more, more it's not even being defensive about that it just feels it's just very it's not aggressive yeah aggressive it just sucks to hear those words like like no one i don't care like it's just annoying. Well, to be I mean, just especially when you can say something mean, whatever. I can shake a lot of stuff off. But when you play into either one of my biggest insecurities or fears and like, see, the tears are going to come right now every day. I'm telling you. But like with just my OCD and all of that, it's like that's my biggest fear every day is losing everything I have because I'm so happy. So to hear that being said yeah is beyond hurtful it's just like it's there's so many things that are just unforgivable at this point and i'm like i would rather just move in the same direction i'm in and that is without think, certain people in my lane look we just keep do, keep doing what you're doing you've been doing really good especially this year you've really been applying yourself giving yourself a lot of exposure to things and honestly honey what? i see you shining you've, you've, you've crushed it and and that is also with the people that are around you, the people that hang around you. You know, you don't. Not everyone has to hang out with everybody, and that's the best part about being humans. You know, yeah. We find the people that that works for you guys, and that's it. And that's the best part. And you got to surround yourself with those people. And I think you are doing that. You know, and I'm, so I'm fortunate that in our friend group we have these issues that we deal yeah. with. But I think within that friend group, you still have good friends in there that support you, and you guys support each other. No, hundred percent. All right. Well, let's get into the questions. Consider we already right. cried. <laughs> Do you want to continue talking about the show? You want sure. I feel like you have to address this. What were your oh. guys' thoughts on Raquel's Instagram post? Messy or funny? Both. <laughs> Can we Here's put context thing. in the behind Here's the post? Here's the thing about myself and Raquel. We are both unintentionally messy. <laughs> I know some may refer to us as intentionally messy, yeah. but Raquel and I are two people who think with their heart and have their head in the clouds at times. Raquel just wanted a cuter picture. Look, if people are gonna be talking about her and Schwartz and using this like same old photo, it was just like, here's a different photo. Like here's some new content. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna keep talking about it, here's a cute photo. You know, She thought nothing of it other than I just wanted a different photo of me and Schwartz out there. What about that TikTok sound that's like, it's not that serious. It was never that serious. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, everyone reads into everything so much. It 100%. was like, it was never that serious. No, <laughs> like, yeah, it was a little messy, but I mean, I'm a little messy all yeah. of the time. I, I watched it in this episode and you're literally like, honey, I'm like, oh, I just thought he knew. It was yeah. funny too. This question came in and said, why don't you own up to being messy instead of acting so aloof about <laughs> it? We'd respect it. Like, this yes, is for you. <laughs> I am messy, but it is not intentional it's not malicious i just can be messy because sometimes i say things that i think the other person already knew or that i think is common sense or public knowledge and then i just yeah i, I think, need I to think, put my I, foot you know in my what mouth. it is honey it's your exp it's how you explain things is your explanation for why you're doing things and 
through that explanation <laughs> is the foot and mouth that comes with it and the messiness. Yeah. And it's just to justify how you got to your response. You know, it's just, you're, oh, this is how I got to here. And I think, I mean, look, I think that's a big one that you've been working on yourself because if you do even say that you are messy, people, people already know you are. And you know what? Maybe that's why <laughs> I still have a job. We all, are, we all are messy, honey. I don't and think I don't think it's like a negative thing to say. It's no, some... I even saw some comments on social media this week. They're like, "Yes, Sheena's messy. You watch the show for messy. Mm-hmm. You want her to stop being messy? The show would be boring. Like, let her be messy." And I'm like, "I am messy. Raquel is messy, but." We don't do it maliciously. We're not trying to get under anyone's skin or to have a dig or like, that's just not where you guys are trying to figure are. out your way through this. Yeah. Whatever you call this. <laughs> and, 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 and there's no handbook. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. handbook for what you guys are dealing with. And that, and I learned that firsthand and you, you know, what's coming your way. You just got to do your best. And I, I actually really enjoyed the side conversation you and Raquel had the other night at Schwartz and Sandy's on, on, on episode, was it two? Yeah. Where you called her out. You're like, Raquel. Oh my God. We didn't even know we were being filmed then. But that was, that was, that was, that was what I think was so good about that conversation. Cause it really encapsulated you and Raquel's relationship where it's like, you're going to, you, you, I think people think you're blindly in relationship with Raquel or you lean towards Raquel, but you do keep her in check. 100%. You're the bigger sister. And that, 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 that scene was you guys with that with that relationship? And I saw that, and I was like, I'm glad that they got that because yeah. it got you. Look, how are you did you do? Did you break up with? Did you cut things off with Peter? Yes. Okay. Oh, he's giving me a drink. Raquel. <laughs> <laughs> but that's well, what happened like, that night. You know, we got in. We were just enjoying the party. Like the only scene, quote unquote, that I had was with Schwartz. Other than that, we were just enjoying the party. Yeah. yeah. So then I watched last week's episode back, and I was like, Oh shit! They caught that moment of me and Raquel. I had no idea. Yeah. Obviously, we're mic. There's cameras everywhere. Yeah. But unless it's like, okay, pull Schwartz for a chat. You know, like yeah. You yeah. know what you have to do. So when I saw that, I was like, that was a cute, just I very think, I, real organic moment. I think, organic. It add, I think it adds to the the season 10 that it's coming out to be. It's yeah. Because, you know, the show, Jeremiah and everyone in the production have done a good job of capturing these better moments, which is your guys' friendships, which has been on camera for over 10 years. I know. You know, show those relationships and and, 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 I, and you're going to see them this season, which is great. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously everyone this season seeing a lot of you and Schwartz and you guys are having a lot of scenes together yeah did you really need him for a storyline this person asks did i first of all i don't think any of us necessarily need any of us for a storyline we have our own lives i we was got married this year exactly i'm like i was getting married planning a wedding i'm a new mom i have different dynamics in this friend group with you know lala and i are the closest we've ever actually been and then we still have, you know, Ariana's one of my best friends. Raquel's one of my best mm-hmm. friends. I got the Toms. And then James and I have some issues, but like we still love each other. And I just feel like, so no, I don't think I needed to use Schwartz for a storyline because the story is all of us together. You know, mm-hmm. it's a group of friends. And let's be real. There have been storylines of like staying home building Legos on this show. So I don't think a friendship that's blossoming and someone supporting their friend going through a divorce is like, oh, she needed that. Yeah. And and I feel like they'll see this one. You're supporting two friendships, Schwartz and also Ari, uh, Raquel, because Raquel's going through something completely different apart from you trying to set them up. And it just comes across as you trying to set them up. 
And here's more, the thing more to, in that environment, you know? And also to like piggyback off that, it wasn't that I was actively for months and months trying to set up Schwartz and Raquel. There was a conversation in March. I then came back from Vegas. I said to Raquel, hey, just so you know, a blessing was given if you choose to pursue that. That was it. Then they didn't even see each other until my birthday, mm -hmm. which also I want to say, I didn't invite anyone to my birthday. Remember, I posted on my close friends. What do we do for your birthday? Again? We, we went just to Tom we just Tom. went to Sir for dinner yeah. and then uh, to yeah, Tom Tom because yeah. I did Lala's live podcast on my birthday in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So that night we had Brock's family in town. We were just doing a family dinner at Sir and then going to Tom Tom. Mm -hmm. Tom, Ariana came to dinner with us because they're obviously very close with, you know, both of our families. And Raquel at the time was living with us. Mm -hmm. So I told Raquel to come to dinner and that was it. And then Schwartz texted me and was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to like make it to Tom Tom, but like blah, blah, blah. I wanted to see you for your birthday. I was like, you know what? Just, whatever. Just come by, sir. Mm -hmm. It was not even. And it, I see how it looks, but it wasn't like I was trying to invite Tom, Ariana, Schwartz and Raquel only to my dinner. I didn't invite Brittany to my dinner. I didn't invite Kristen to my dinner. Mm -hmm. I didn't invite Jamie you know, one of my best friends and bridesmaids yeah. to my dinner. It was I posted on close friends and said, if you're in L.A., 9 p.m., Tom Tom. Yeah. And everyone on the show is in my close friends. Mm -hmm. It was not a personal attack. Yeah. Just like, ugh, whatever. Whatever. What, what's up next? What's the next question? <laughs> well, I feel like just to sum it up, is there anything that you would have changed about that or about this new season at all? I think... I maybe just wouldn't have even suggested the Schwartz and Raquel thing again. You know, mm -hmm. it was already at my birthday. Raquel thought Schwartz was looking cute. And she's like, ooh, I kind of want to make out with him. And I was like, oh, my God, you should. Yeah. So you so you wish you, you were if you had a regret, it would be like, leave it at that. I think and just put it on the table and leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. At my birthday. OK, they didn't make out that night. Leave it alone instead of like. But, you, but here's the thing about the podcast, honey. You ask about 30 questions and they, I they, so many. they give you they'll they'll. Psh, psh, yeah. So it's listen to the podcast. How about yeah, that? Let's <laughs> go back and listen to the podcast where I asked all of the questions that all of you guys wanted to hear the answers to. Yeah, I like that. And I, that's I like one that thing. Idea. I will never regret doing my job, doing this podcast and having the opportunity for the first time in five years. It is my five year anniversary of launching shenanigans. Literally this episode I do not regret for the first time in five years having that showcased on the show. Like, that was so exciting. Yeah, celebrate it, honey. Yeah. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before we get into some personal life questions, a few um, listeners are wondering about some of your guys' relationships with other people on the show. Mm -hmm. For example, they asked, Sheena, are you still close with James, even though you're so close with Raquel now, or is it more distant? I don't know that I would say it's more distant. It's just James is so busy with his life and DJing and traveling all the time that we just can't be as close as we used to be, you know, Mm -hmm. pre-baby, pre-pandemic and all of that. So it's definitely changed, but I wouldn't say we're distant. I still check in. I love Allie. We got ready together for the premiere party. So I'm hoping, you know, when they're not traveling as much that we can spend more time together because I really I like them as a couple. I just think she's a doll. So, mm-hmm. but you know, we'll we'll see. I know James has some choice words about me this, this season, season, as we just saw in this week's episode. Oof. His choice words about everyone. <laughs> what did he call exactly. you? What, what did he call you? you he were called me a, Miss Pumpkin Pie. A pumpkin Pie. <laughs> Obviously, he was upset, as you saw in the episode about when Raquel came on the podcast. But again, Raquel had asked to come on the podcast. She was like, I have something to say. I feel comfortable saying it on your show. I want to put this story out there. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I feel like people think that I'm like pinpointing my friends in a vulnerable time being like, come on, come to the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like coercing them and tricking them. And I'm like, I'm not this master manipulator. You and and this isn't a gossip podcast. No. Like if they looked at your podcast, you've had so many amazing people speak on so many different subjects yeah. on the pod. So... But like also sometimes people who are on the show want to come on and tell their story because they have a story to tell. And this is a safe place. And people like Raquel and Schwartz don't have their own podcast. Exactly. Like- yeah, I feel like it's uh, <laughs> the, the, the notion that you manip- you take advantage of your friend's downtime or you take advantage of your friends, whatever they're going through. In a through, vulnerable right? time. In a vulnerable time. Them. You exploit them. Is that- Here's the thing. <laughs> You guys exploit each other for the last 10 years on Vanderpump Rules. Everyone's exploiting each other back. And and here's the worst part. I think if you don't want to exploit your divorce, you wouldn't like, you'd quit the show and (laughs) deal with it. Evolution exploited your divorce, okay? (laughs) Not not Sheena Shea. Come on. Brock, do you think your bond with Ocean helped your relationship with Lala? It definitely made it easier. That's for sure. And, And it's still a work in progress. We are so far from where we were. And every day, like... Obviously, especially now with the show re-airing when you watch last season and then they bring up to the news, it's just like a kick in the nuts. Oof, I know. And uh, I'm still dealing with the, I'm still dealing with dealing with that, but it's definitely the light is seeing those two girls together, yeah. you know, and it kind of really reminds me. It's like, well, is the other stuff really necessary? No. And yeah, I, I'm happy where we are. It's definitely a long way to get there and we're still working on it, but you know, we're, we're in a good spot. Yeah. And they're the two cutest best friends ever. Best they friends. really are. They're little buddies. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to keep have any animosity towards Lala or anything for what happened because it takes away from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just rinsing and repeating what I was yeah, doing Yeah, we've so. moved past it. And, you know, there's no point in going back and rehashing anything. No. Well, speaking of Summer, let's talk about her for a little bit. Yeah. We haven't really got into her favorite yet. Topic. My favorite, favorite topic. <laughs> How do you plan to parent your children differently than you were raised. Ooh. There was some That's grammar issues solid, in this question. That is a <laughs> solid question. Or the same as you were raised. They were wondering what things you'll do different and what things you'll keep the same. Yeah. Go ahead, honey. You start. 
Uh, okay, well, Sheena and I, I had a breakdown in the kitchen the other <laughs> night with about this exact topic purely because of my situation of how I raised and it wasn't for a lack of love or a lack of anything. It was just situational and environmental. And that I realized had a big impact on the amount of pressure I put on myself and my wife into parenting, you know? And so I think for me, I want to give Summer the best bumpers she has, the best like support in the world where she can do whatever she wants, but I'm just going to have like a bumper here and a bumper here and she can bowl a strike, you know, and I'm the bumpers. And that's, that's what a parent can do. And then I just hold myself to this high, high, high standard because I never had that. I never had the consistency. I never had a lot of the stuff that we're talking about when it comes to parents, when it comes to giving your kids the right tools. And that again, not against nothing against my mom or anything like that, but I put a lot of pressure on Sheena and myself for that. And I think I realized, well, I do want Summer to be a little bit like me. So she can't have all of that support. She needs to know what trials and tribulations are for herself when she gets older. Not right now. Right now, the goal is just to give her the bumpers. And then once she gets older, we'll have to figure out how do we let her grow as her own independent person. But when she grows up, she's going to tear up this place. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I feel like I want her to have a lot of the same things that I had growing up as far as, you know, the family time and the holidays and growing up with her cousins and his cousins and like just having as much of that time together as possible. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like what I want to just do completely different is, you know, just breaking that generational cycle with this OCD and anxiety and just all of these things that I struggle with. I don't want her to struggle with. And I just even I get so paranoid when the other day I had her puzzle and I set it on the right side of the bench. She goes, no, no, other side, other side. And I was like, oh, okay, you want it on the other side. And just like how she's so particular with things. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, is this OCD or is oh, she just, just organized? Or she's just being a Oh, she's just being yeah. a You know, but I'm so... <laughs> I'm so in my head about it because I'm like, okay, I want to notice all of these things now because if this does turn into something, I want to get her the tools to work through it yeah. as, as young of an age as possible. You know, you can do exposure therapy with toddlers. Mm -hmm. So I just want to be very mindful of anything like that because if, and I, it's not like it's mom's fault or anything. Some things are genetic, some things are environmental, but if there is a world where summer doesn't have to have these intrusive thoughts and anxieties, like that would just make my life. Yeah. I think a good one for parents out there is, is you, you got to remind, you got to give your kids confidence. Okay. Yeah. You got to give kids confidence. And by installing confidence, it only comes from one way. You can't install it. They have to learn for themselves. That's the, that's the biggest one I, I'm trying to practice for summer and you are too. And that's my that's my parenting tip of the week. <laughs> yeah. Take it as you must, you know, but that's how I feel about it. You know, kids these days, a lot of them, we baby too much. And then all of a sudden we have these, you know, we have these developing issues and we don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. It's I a tough say, one. I will say it's a thing online that people have noticed. I feel like maybe not with kids today, but like when we were all kids that boys and girls were raised so differently. And it's a thing that we need to raise boys and girls the same way. So mm -hmm. I feel like everything you talked about, Brock, I would love if you guys ever had a son to like do that exact same totally. thing. Cause it's like a girl shouldn't have more boundaries necessarily, like more closer in bumpers than yeah, boys no, no, do. It, and a hundred percent, like yeah. especially, and that's the, diff that's the difference. Like, yeah. Every the every generation, every decade, we're learning so much knowledge about what to do and what not to do. Mm -hmm. And then it's figuring out what works for your family and then figuring out the rest. But that's the best part. 
cell phones are in your hand. You can you can follow. I my I get all of my parenting stuff now from social media. All of these parenting mm-hmm. people put their stuff up there, and they are parents that have gone through the same stuff. You know, and it's really interesting, and it's and it's really fun time to be a parent. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This question asked: Are you guys religious, and are you going to raise like some are religious as well? Brock was raised Mormon. I was raised Catholic. We are not raising Summer either way. I want her to believe in a higher power and I want her to have that faith and spirituality or whatever you want to call it. But I'm not going to raise her in an organized religion. Agree with that? Uh, yeah, did I? Look, she's, she's going to grow up and she's going to know what she wants. I do like the aspect of going to like church every now and then just yeah. with the family and all that, but nothing to be pushed. Yeah, yeah, not out of obligation on like Easter Sunday. Like I feel like that. No, that's like when it mass feels like that, it, every now and then. I I I enjoyed going to. Uh, where did we go? What was the where's with your cousin? Um, well, honey, that was an Dave amazing Christmas musical not production. The musical. Okay, I know not the musical, I would, but I wouldn't mind going to their a mass. church like that, yeah. like those type of Christian churches. It was, what's like, it called? Rock. I don't remember. It yeah. was in it's San Marcos. In, it's, it's down San Marcos. So I, I'm I'm okay with going to that. Just for just for a reminder that yeah. like. Because if someone wants to have that belief, it gives her another belief in herself, you know? And that's where I see religion adding yeah. to people's benefit or performance is like that is going to instill confidence because they're going to have faith in themselves because somebody else is looking out for them. I, follow I like this, that concept. I follow this one influencer and she actually just posted about this the other day. She has four children and she they go to church every Sunday, but she tells her kids every, every week before church to um, go and find a community there and like let resonate like or what did she say she was like whatever resonates with you like go for it but if there's anything that like doesn't like you don't have to believe everything that yeah. they say mm-hmm. and i was like i love that because i know she grew up mormon too and i love that she's not like you have to believe everything that these people are saying every totally. sunday it was like if it doesn't vibe with you that's fine just yeah. take what does run with that and build a community there and i'm like i love that outlook rather than forcing yeah it on a child no i completely agree with that and i feel like where i went to college like at azusa pacific university and we did chapel and it was like you had music and then you had a good message and mm-hmm. that is the type of religion that i would want summer to grow up with when she's old enough to you know understand the mm-hmm. word and all of that but, but wasn't your chapel mandatory i have an issue with that it was <laughs> it was mandatory like three paying, times a week like you're paying to go to school if you and, were, to, and go to chapel yeah if you were a commuter you didn't have to go three times a week and because i was a commuter i didn't have to go all four years all three days but I would go because it was just such a sense of community. And yeah. I loved going. I loved the music. I remember one of the singers was cute. So all the girls <laughs> were like, we got to go to this chapel yeah. because, you know, the music was extra good. I you guys go to chapel chasing good looking boys. <laughs> I just think hey, the, more you like, get to yeah. the more you force me to do it, the less I want to go. Like I went to a Christian school as well and we had it every Friday. You yeah. didn't have to stay, but we wanted to stay because it was yeah. fun. But if you're like, you have to go, oh, you won't catch me there. Yeah personally yeah so no i definitely want her to believe in what i believe in she will believe yeah all these questions are a little random but you obviously went to catholic yeah, high school ra- let's, let's as yeah. well this person wants to know what your guys's high school boyfriends and girlfriends were like and what did you learn from them that's kind of oh, fun i like that one who goes I, first i mean i always, she always looks at me to go first so okay, bro. I, yeah uh, let's hear how bad you fir- and your high school girlfriend my were high school girlfriend <laughs> we still talk every now and then on social media which is which what? is pretty cool oh my god <laughs> um and Fiamma was her name. And what? She, Fiamma? Fiamma, yeah. Can you spell that? F-I-A-M-M-A. Okay. Yeah. Fiamma. Amazing, amazing fan. I remember, oh, she's, she was cool. 
Uh, and I think my message I learned from that was like, I was like, that's the family I wanted to have. That's, and that was a big part about being, when we were together, like her family was just so supportive of both her and her sister's ventures. And I was just like, damn, this is what like a mother and, like it was a good role model of like what a really good relationship looks like for parents actually. So that was what I learned from that relationship. And yeah, they raised a great daughter. She's awesome. Ever since we broke up, she got a new boyfriend and they're still together. Wow. Yeah. So shout out to Fiamma. I'm happy for Loyal. you guys. Yeah. Loyal. She would look, that was, that was the first part. <laughs> of, that was, the, that was what I learned from that relationship. That was cool. But yeah. I also went to an all boys school. So she was at an all girls school uh -huh. and we met, we saw, we met at a dance one time and then, yeah, I pursued her from there. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. My first relationship started when I was 14. I was a sophomore in high school because I had skipped a grade, so I was... Younger, but I was a sophomore. We started dating the summer after freshman year going into sophomore year. And then we were together until senior year of college. And I think what I learned in that relationship was I settled down way too early, <laughs> way too young. I was not happy throughout that entire relationship, but I kind of stayed out of obligation because I got a guilt trip when I wanted to go a separate way. And he was like, if you do that, I'll do this. And so I feel like I learned at a young age that you need to just do what makes you happy and not settle because you feel like that's easier or that's what you should do. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I like that answer. Thanks. I didn't have a high school boyfriend, so you I did? can't really. <laughs> no. Um, no. When did you start dating? Well, in high school, I was a little bit busy. I was <laughs> chasing around band members. Yeah, I mean, I really shot high. It was like One Direction or bus. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I was a little bit more realistic. I won't lie. You're not Niall. You know, I obviously, I was just into 
boy bands. What can I say? And I mean, a couple I had a crush on in high school, I did end up dating. So it was just not the right time. Obviously, nerdy little 16 year old. I wasn't nerdy, but like not as, you know, not as chic. And yeah, I mean. (laughs) It was a weird we're time. Fine. It was just, we're it was fine. We it was say a different time. Tongue. Yeah, but no, I was successful later. It just wasn't, you know, didn't line oh, wait. up. I did yeah. have, I did have like a crush. Like I, I had a crush on this girl called Sonia. I told you this. Sonia. Sonia, yes. the pig farmer's daughter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I would actually love to try and reconnect with Sonia. That's why I'm saying is on there. here. Sonia. We lived in. We lived in. Uh, where were we at? We we're in mm, Gigari. It, which is next to Shepparton in, Vic, Melbourne, in Victoria on a dairy farm. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of blocks down was Sonia and her family's farm. They were, and she grew up on a pig farm. And I was like, oh, I got to say, I was like th- 11, 12, maybe. Yeah. And she was a cute little blonde. I want to, I just would love to know what she's Oh, a blonde. Uh, yeah. I was looking, I had a variety. <laughs> but yeah, I'd love to connect with Sonia if someone can help that. <laughs> All, right. All I know Sonya, is Sonia, <laughs> you grew up on a pig farm in Gigari, <laughs> in Victoria, <laughs> Australia. That's all I got. I don't even remember a last name or anything like that. Mm, you can maybe look on Instagram. A lot of people oh. have social media these days. It's kind of yeah, like a but normal but name. You know how it's a, I can't you type in Sonia the pig farmer. No. Oh. <laughs> that's that's all I got. That might be tough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Brock, one of the questions that came in was, what state in Australia are you for, from? Uh, so again, we moved around a lot. So when I moved to Australia, I was in Queensland, Brisbane. And then we moved down to Victoria lived there for two years and then moved back up to Queensland. Why'd you um, move so much? So my, my parents worked on dairy, on dairy farms. And then it was, when you work on a dairy farm, you're a farm hand and you, you, the, the pay is not the greatest and generally the work's really high. And so it's either like burnout and you'll go to somewhere else to try and get a better opportunity or uh, seasonal, you know, they'll bring you in for a season. And then, so we used to move from farm to farm. Which was, which is one of the things like I really enjoy and I miss farming, but I remember growing up like that. And when, once we were 14, or maybe 13, we moved out away. We moved off the farm. My parents split. And then, uh, then at that point I just had a problem in school. I had just, I got bullied a lot. And then I was bounced around from school to school just because I couldn't stay in one school because I had learning issues or, you know, got in trouble. So yeah, definitely wasn't fun. And that's what I don't want my daughter to go through. I want I want her to find consistency because through consistency and like a group of friends, she can have memories and mm-hmm. she can go that. Yeah. yeah. No. Bullies. We spoke about we should do a we, podcast about bullies because I'll tell you what, if if and I only got bullied because I had lost my finger when yeah. I was ten of when I was four. That's such a lame reason to bully you for I know. But kids kids can you have glasses, you get bullied. You just have to have one thing different and a kid's gonna bully you because they don't and and there was I was half white and I got bullied like it's crazy. at an all Hispanic school. It was just like that. That was just the one thing they had. And we need to do a podcast, honey, because obviously you were talking about your mental health before. Let's yeah. do one, and we get somebody else to talk to us about finding out those going I back think, to our younger version of ourselves. Because no, I, I think, think that'll that be would so be good really for you. Interesting. Because I do feel like through reiki work that i've done my 12 year old self still needs some healing and we're actually going to start doing emdr this week because we found out we we figured what are some of the triggers i thought like and this is just completely separate than what i'm working on in therapy about being a parent i felt like 
there were just so many fears I had around summer eating. And I was like, oh my God, it's because I choked as a kid. I'm worried about her choking. And so the first time we tried to do EMDR, it was like, okay, go back to that memory when you were seven and you choked. And I'm like, this is just not clicking. Like it just wasn't resonating. I felt like I was so, there was just so many other distractions that day. And I'm like, this isn't for me. Let's just do talk therapy. And then in my session last week, I was telling her about how mom got all of these home videos of us and watching them back and just seeing how, absolutely miserable I was at this point in my life it was so hard to watch back and I was telling my therapist that and she's like oh my god Sheena this is where the EMDR comes <laughs> in like these are the ones that those you are need the to memories go. that trigger like, but over. you have to go back and then I'm like and then I feel like this season is taking me back to just mm -hmm. getting bullied and people wishing bad things upon me who is a good person who doesn't do things with ill intent who tries to just do the right thing and sometimes fucks up. I'm not perfect, but yeah. I feel like a lot of things recently have taken me back to that place. And that's the next thing I want to start working on in therapy because yeah. I'm clearly not okay. Yeah, it's funny that that keeps coming up. You truly look miserable in all of those home videos. And I'm, I know, I broke could, my heart. We could probably like pop some up. Yeah, and, we could pop that up here. But I don't know how mom didn't recognize that because I feel like you would recognize that in summer. I yes. mean, I, I get it's not like a dramatic change. Like it's not like you maybe changed overnight. It was probably like a slow thing, but I don't know yeah. how you can't recognize that. And in even in like two or three different videos, mom is like on the video and she pans over and she's like, there's Sheena happy and smiling again. And I'm like, obviously you're being sarcastic. Yeah. Like I was never smiling. She's like, I don't know. Maybe I just thought you were going through puberty or just had an attitude. You know, I was 12 years old. Yeah. So it's like, I get that. And also she had you, you know, she had a new baby and I didn't want to ever burden her with any of the stuff she had a miscarriage i couldn't tell her that you know what mom when i go to school i'm actually worried that i might get killed on the way home like these girls were so vicious but do you think you weren't comfortable enough to tell her that or you think you just didn't want to burden her like were you comfortable enough yeah oh i could have told mom like, anything like yeah I, she was my best friend she still is i've yeah. always felt comfortable telling her absolutely anything but i didn't want to burden her with that i felt like from such a young age that i could just handle it all on my own same as like now it's like I feel like I could just take on so much but then sometimes you just break mm -hmm. and at the time I'm like 12 years old I'm like I got this I don't need to bother mom with it mm -hmm. but literally I up until these videos that mom showed us recently like came out I forgot certain things and that's why I do want to do EMDR because I actually forgot until two weeks ago I was telling Brock I'm like I was literally worried for my life. Like these girls I thought after school might jump me and kill me. Yeah. And at the time I just, I blocked that out completely. Obviously that was a mm -hmm. horrible thing. But then I told him, I was like, oh my God. I'm like, that's why I couldn't tell my mom. Like she already lost a baby. I can't be like, oh, you might lose me too. Yeah. So yeah. It's also Therapy. crazy. Look, like watching those videos back, it's not I don't think anything's about looks necessarily, but you were so pretty. Like you never had oh, an awkward thanks. phase. <laughs> and I think that's probably not that that's a reason to bully someone, but yeah. I see a lot of our cousins on these videos and them going through the awkward stages at the yeah. same age as you. And I'm like, Sheena didn't have an awkward stage. No wonder why these girls were mad. Like <laughs> my awkward stage was plucking out all of my eyebrows uh, to fit in. Yeah, but they she, didn't she... even look that bad. <laughs> like I could look at- What do you mean it didn't look that popping up right no, here? I know, but like <laughs> that the rest of bad. her face looked 
I was distracted. Yeah, okay. Like there's other things to look at. It's not like I'm just drawn to the eyebrows. Yeah. But have you talked to any of those girls since? Yeah. But some of those girls from high school have like since DM me in the recent years mm-hmm. and like apologized for how they acted. So have any of those people from middle school like ever reached out again? <laughs> not and apologized. I know there's some who follow me. I know I'm friends with some on Facebook, but I've never actually gotten an apology because I'm like, I don't think they realized what they did though. I don't, and then, I don't and think that's so the, that's either. That's the thing about young kids that are bullies. They were you know? like, these were my my friends. It was my oh. own friend group. I know. That literally at a sleepover. Those aren't your friends. No, no. But at the time, that was just, that was my group. And I remember being at a sleepover and they said, if I fell asleep, they were going to chop all my hair off. I had so the same, I that's I had, amazing. I had the same friend night. group. I had the same friend group. But then this time I, I woke up to my eyebrow shaved off. <gasps> Well, and a, then the I'm rest like, not of the that night, that's a boy thing, but I can't believe a boy actually went through with yeah, it. Yeah, shaved my eyebrow off, and the, the rest of the night I slept underneath the dining room table with the chairs around me because I was so scared that they were gonna shave my eyebrow off. Yeah. And then, and then another another time, I went to their house for a sleepover, and I, I when I was younger, I had like a I had I had a temper, and I used to always just like get upset or worked up really quickly, and so the, I remember something happened, and they like they put like itching powder in my mm-hmm. sleeping bag. And then I was itching and then I cried and they made fun of me crying and then I got angry cried and then I ended up walking out of the house and got walking oh. home. And But the best feeling was like fast forward, I grow up, I go to Australia and I ended up always, I always grew up, the school I first moved to when I came over to Australia, we went to Brisbane, right? When I said, and then we moved to Victoria. I went back up to Brisbane and where we lived. And so I grew up to an hour and a half from where we first went to school. So I still had those connections. And it was the best feeling after I signed a professional rugby contract, went to France and played there for two years. And I like fluffed up my confidence, Yeah. went back and I, they were all doing the same dumb stuff on the Gold Coast and here's me. And now I walk in and I, after doing, I'm like, I'll get a bottle and I'll pay. And then one of the <laughs> servers was one of the girls that was an asshole to me. So that was, the, oh, I was no. like, yeah. you're like, no tip. So, so back then, back then Just I kidding. kind of, it was Australia, we don't tip. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't getting a tip regardless. No, it was, it was, those are when I get those moments back, but I don't think I'm ever going to get an apology from those guys because they don't know what they did when they, yeah. and I don't think they understand the impact that it has on, on kids. Yeah, even this weekend in Palm Springs, Lala came up to me and gave me a hug and just apologized yet again. She's like, I'm so sorry if I've ever, you know, said things to take you back to that 12-year-old place. And I'm like, you have. (laughs) We've moved past it. We hugged it out. But it's like, I appreciate that she still apologizes for those things that she knows still affect me. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm like, we're so, so good in our friendship. But I still feel like I'm like, but you've hurt me. So it's just still like, repairing that but we're working in the right direction so i appreciate when people who are still in my life do acknowledge that and have apologized yeah that's cool no one from junior high has yeah i was gonna say you (laughs) (laughs) you guys talking about these friends that you had in middle school and high school something that really worked for me and that i want to encourage to like people listening who are looking to make new friends whether you're still in school or you're older i think it's so important to make friends that don't just live around you like just because you guys grew up in the same area you go to the same school that doesn't mean you have anything in common and that's something that i learned really quickly i'm still friends with a couple people i was friends with from high school and those are the people i actually connected with but for the most part I found community and friendship 
in places that were farther away from me. I found it online and those are now my real life friends. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that I know I'll be friends with forever. And they weren't just my friends because, oh, they live two blocks away and we go to the same school. Like, I... It's like yeah, he was my neighbor that put itching powder in my bag. Yeah, that's not your Asshole. friend. That's I, your I, neighbor. I understand. <laughs> right? I understand. But I think like the longevity of my friendships are people that I met on Twitter because we had so much in common mm-hmm. ten years ago, and that's funny. I feel like I I have like when I think of my friends, like I don't think except a few of them. I see like my school friends. It's like those are people I went to school with, and then I have my friends. Like I don't yeah. even that's they're so not even cool. friends. That's, to that's me. a highlight about like technology and, and having those asp- those yeah. outing, uh, outlets. Nowadays, and, totally. I had I had one mile square roads and a pig farmer down the street. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no. There's a lot more. We have a lot more <laughs> yeah. resources now. I couldn't have done this any sooner than that, especially without Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I think people have a hard time making new friends in today's day and age. Like especially when they move to new cities, it's like besides people that you work with. I think work friends are the equivalent to school friends. Yeah. They're just people that you work with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have trouble like finding new friends and I think it's more important to find people that you have things in common with than that are just close in proximity because I think those people aren't good friends they're just nearby yeah no completely the one friend I had in junior high went to a different junior high so it was like that was like my one real friend we Mm -hmm. lived in the same apartment complex but I would go to school and just get hell and then come home and tell her everything. And it was like, for high school, we're going to the same high school together. Like, cause then you'll have my back. Mm-hmm. And then mom was like, psych, you're going to private school. But thank God, Bishop Amon, I swear that like saved my life. Yeah. Okay, let me find another question. Yeah, and I'm down to do a bully podcast. Cause you know what? I, I yeah. despise bullies. Yeah. Despise them. Despise it because they don't know the impact they actually have. And obviously I grew up and, and I was in the class with the kids that had learning disabilities. And I wasn't as, I was only suffering four fingers and a, and a couple and, and, and ADHD and you know, that's about it. And some of these kids actually had real debilitating issues mm-hmm. and yeah, kids were assholes. And I, that was one of, I got kicked out of, I got suspended from a school cause I beat up a bully because he made hundred percent valid. Deserved it. And then, and then Matthew is, was always my friend after school when I said, did that? And he's like, Brock. And he's this big guy. And. Uh, he just ha- he couldn't handle people touching him, and, th- and then he was just touch him and touch him. I was like, "Stop touching him, bro!" And they touched him, and I just dropped this kid. Ooh, I, it felt so good, and well I got deserved. suspended. Yeah, I saw a really <laughs> cute pic on Twitter. It was looked like it was on a college campus, and there were these two really buff guys that set up like a table with a poster sign, and it said, "Do you feel unsafe walking like to your dorm or from class to class? Like, let us know, and we'll walk with you." Yeah, like, I love these Aww. two bros doing good. Like, that's cool. I think that was awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people like feel that way and would never think to like ask for someone to walk with them that's cool that's cool that that's happening that's great yeah i hope people took them up on that offer yeah for sure okay so we're just talking about your guys's past we're talking about bullies yeah that's Um, rapid fire like next five minutes of rapid fire questions okay well i don't know if this is a rapid we'll just quick quick answer answer. we'll just quick answer no jibber driving you know this girl wants to know tips to heal from a breakup oh i honestly think Time and space apart from that person is the best way to heal. I understand sometimes circumstances, sharing animals, a job, a friend group can not make that as easy. But as much time and space apart from that person initially, I think is so important to heal. And then personal time with yourself. You just came out of a relationship. So find out what you didn't Self-love. like about that relationship by and what you want out of a relationship and just work on yourself. Because mm-hmm. then if you just, that's it. That's all I got for that one. Brock, share yep. some tips and tricks for staying healthy while on vacay. It's an absolute nightmare, always. But <laughs> here's the thing. If you, 
and, and I fall off and on, but the easiest way is just to pay attention to what you're eating when you're on holiday. That's it. Because the box of cookies. But like that pay Jack's attention to over, what? Like just what does that not, mean? Just don't, just don't go overboard. You're on, you can have the cake here. You can have the dessert. You can, but don't have two desserts. You know, don't have to, don't have the dessert after breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wait, can we talk about the cheesecake from the no, other night? No, we can't because this is a prime example why you I said it's it. so hard. Okay. It was funny. We were in Palm Springs. We were ordering on Uber Eats and I passed my phone around for everyone to order. And I just wanted to re, like re, re what's the word? Go over re, the, confirm the order. Confirm the order. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to just go over the order. And I was like, okay, sis, you got the compressed pasta. I got the pesto pasta. Brock, you got the ravioli. Pasta. And who got the cheesecake? <laughs> Call me out. And I was like, it. and I put it in there and I was just like, you're right. I don't need the cheesecake. Delete it. And, <laughs> and that's the hardest thing. Like, honestly, on vacation is saying no to that. But what happened this night is <laughs> <laughs> once I said no to the cheesecake, generally I'm fine because I said, no, it's not coming into the house. If, I, if I'm at the shopping center, we're going grocery shopping. I say, no, it doesn't come home. I'm good. But if I know that there's something like that in my in the house, mm-hmm. you don't want to let it go to waste. In my head, it's just like you're not winning this. So yeah. eight Reese's cups later, and Girl they Scout were cookies. thin Reese's cups. <laughs> Thought they might be helpful. But skinny, uh-huh. yeah, but they didn't help because I had like eight of them while we were playing Clue. And but you know, diet is hard. It really is. It really, really is. So when you're on traveling, just try and not do that. Try and eat plenty of fruit. Trying to eat plenty of vegetables and try and eat protein. And that's drink a it. lot of water. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then, uh, you know, you can have the dessert. That's not a problem. But just try and keep it clean. Stop the, the, the biggest problem we have in nutrition, and I'm not an expert. Okay. Go see your, your nutritionist for this. But that pyramid we get taught in school. Yeah. And at the bottom, it's like, what's at the bottom of that pyramid? I don't remember. Wheat. And breads. That's at the bottom? That's at the bottom. Like for you need the most of? Yes. Oh, I I, I do that for sure. <laughs> flip it upside down, minus the sugars, but the fruits, the veggies, and the meats, that's what you eat. You don't eat the breads, the grains, because the grains aren't even grains anymore, especially in America. It's genetically modified. So you're not actually getting all the nutrients of these whole wheat grains that they say they have. They're whole wheat, genetically modified, which is just wheat with no nutritional in it. And- but- and that's, that's how the people got sick in The Last of Us anyways. Yeah, exactly, right? Last yeah. of Us, see? There's a whole pandemic on it. Anyone who watches, they'll understand. But I no, I think, I think when you're traveling, the biggest, biggest plus is be aware of what you're eating. Don't eat, you know, eat dessert. Don't eat dessert all the time. And ask for sauce on the side. Sauce on the side will save you. You, know, you don't have to be the asshole in there and be like, well, can I get no butter? I do that. He does that sometimes. Butter on what? Like no like butter if on what? anything. Steak, like if they cook a steak, they cook it with butter. Well, there's no need for it because the steak has plenty of fat in well, it. Well, there's the need for the flavor. Well, there, there you go. I love butter. <laughs> so yeah, limit the butter, sauce on the side with the salads and everything you eat. And then just like, don't go ham. That's Boom. all you got to do. Okay. No wheat. Stop eating, yeah, shitty grains. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what wheat's in, so. Everything. I guess I should read it. Everything. Wheat's in everything. Mm-hmm. Are people, wait, is that when you're allergic to gluten, it's wheat. Yeah, it's a part. It's a part of the wheat. Yeah, tea. Tea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock, how are things with homebody going? Oh my god, it is such <laughs> a battle. It really is because you know you're trying to start something and you just got to you know, and we've put a lot of time into it, but you got to figure out what makes sense. Right now, actually, though, we're really excited. We've we've pivoted a little bit to we're offering online programming. So if anybody has nutritional issues or they want to work on a program. We're now coaching people 
one-on-one coaching with our homebody coaches that are working with talent or just our clients that come to homebody and we're doing personal one-on-one programming which is great it's not the vision i had for homebody which is the full live streaming aspect we have that there now we got to build a community so if you guys anybody listening is interested in doing nutrition or any programming online coaching where we'll design your custom programming for you we call and check in the difference between our programming is how many times we check in and uh and it, it's working really well and we got joseph from big brother he's actually coming on and we're going to manage his clients so a lot of the time we're going to be like a white glove service for top end talent that have a following that want to follow fitness but aren't qualified in nutrition or training and we're going to train their clients for them and then throughout that experience hopefully have in-person events and then build these communities up with our talent so it's obviously not a rocket ship to space we're not over the moon but I think we're finding our niche and we're just going to stick to it and keep working on it. Yeah. I was going to say, Joseph must be so busy. He's what? A trainer. He's a lawyer. lawyer. I oh, heard wow. he just got confirmed for doing next season of The Challenge. Yep. Oh. How does he have time for his queen, Miss Taylor Hale? Right. Which we need to have Which on we already know. Yes, but, we need but to she get is her already, She's already doing so much as well. So it's I know, two peas I love in a them, pod. Honestly, you know? they're both thriving. I can't yeah. wait to yeah. meet the both of them. Well, speaking of Big Brother, I feel like we should... Get to this murder mystery night. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, let's tear it up. Yeah? All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. New episodes of Vanderpump Rules every Wednesday at 9. I will be on Watch What Happens Live next week with Raquel. And check out our Shopify pop-up event. If it's already sold out and full for the live podcast, be sure to still come by during the day. Shop all of our goodies. Lala, Christina, Kelly, and I will be there every day. And we'll be posting a lot. So excited. Thanks Thank for you guys the love, for everybody. Listening. Yeah. All right. Stay good as gold. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Looking fine and I got my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'm going to make you mine. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.